Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode 30. Can you believe it, Bo? 30 of the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. We are sponsored by Fightback CBD. Get 15% off your CBD order at fightbackcbd.com with code JJD. Uh, we'll be giving away a couple of bottles this week. Um, normally, we give it out to people who send questions, but uh, didn't have really good questions for this episode. So uh, it was a little bit more general. So we're going we're to figure out how to get it to some of our podcast patrons. So uh, we're going to give away four bottles, separately four bottles on our IG this month. So check out the post that we're putting with Fightback CBD. You got to like, share, and, uh, and tag a couple of friends. Tag some, uh, tag some partners. Uh, we're also sponsored by War Bar Soap. Get 25% off of their hygiene products with code JJD at warbarsoap.com. He gave us five bars of soap that we gave away in September, so we did those uh, same kind of contest. All right? Uh, we want to thank Flow and Roll for all their support. Go check them out at flow underscore n underscore roll on Instagram. You can get 20% off your online order with code JJD at flowandroll.com. And uh, always check out their Instagram. He's got tons of custom work that he does for gyms all over South Florida, really all over the country. But yeah, he focuses kind of like in and around that uh, Orlando, Tampa area right now. Okay, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share wherever you're watching and listening. We appreciate the feedback and the support, guys. Thank you so much. I am Milton Campus. I'm a purple belt at Fight Sports Coral Springs. You can check me out at Uncle Milty BJJ. Uh, today, it's just me and Bo. Uh, we have a special guest in a second, but today in the studio, it's me and Bo. Yo. Junior's working, and Miguel is at the New Breed in Miami. He's whistling out. So uh, he's been sending me some updates. I believe he made it to the quarterfinals, so uh, that means he won at least his first match. So, uh, And my lovely assistant, Bo. How you doing, brother? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you know, We're talking about competing, so uh, if you're, you're a competitor, a parent, a coach, anybody who wants to get their kid into an event – you can uh, actually raise money for the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies Foundation. And, uh, you know, if you raise 300 bucks, you can get $100 towards your actual tournament fees. If you raise $500 or more, we'll send you a gee from Flow and Roll, always helping us out. And you get the $100 entrance fee. And if you raise over $1,000, you get the, the gee, the $100 towards your entrance fee, and you get a gift card to our podcast store, Okay. Uh, so if you're trying to get into any event, I don't care where it is, anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world, raise some money for us and we're going to do the same. OK, uh, you can also follow that same link. All right. It's in our podcast description. It's in the video uh, description on YouTube. You can set up a recurring donation. So if you wanted to, like, uh, give us five dollars a month, like kind of like the Patreon system, you can Donate $5 a month, and it'll just be a recurring donation, or you could just do a, a one-time donation. You could do But you can also become a, a fundraiser. You can click on fundraiser or donate now. We'll take okay. 500 too. I'll take 500 too, yeah. It'll, uh, so we're on, and what, what do we do? We have, uh, we've done two youth scholarships so far, and be, with the help of uh, Dave from High Road and um, Fightback CBD, uh, Justin from Fightback, we've been able to really kind of schedule out the third before the holidays. So we'll have three youth scholarship winners all getting their jujitsu paid for one full year. So we thank everybody who's been helping us out. Um, again, special thanks to, to Dave at high road. Who's just been like donating constantly. He's, he's really helped us out. We, we couldn't do it out without you, Dave. Thank you so much. Okay. Now the BS is out of the way. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have Nick Ron from warriors neck adventure. Let's uh, let's get him on screen. Bo, how you doing, Nick? Hey, man, how you doing? Sorry about that little hiccup. That was all Bo's fault. 
So uh, <laughs> it's all gonna, good. Uh, don't worry, I'm, I'm going to dock his pay. So it's, sure, uh, sure. We'll, uh, we'll figure it out. If it's raining somewhere, it's my fault. <laughs> Nick is from Warriors Next Adventures. And I'm, I, don't ha- I hate to butcher stuff. So I want you to kind of tell us a little bit about what you guys do. And, uh, and also, I, I usually start with name rank and, you know, where do you train? Sure. Yeah. Uh, my name is Nick. I'm a blue belt. I've been training for 13 damn years and I'm still a blue belt. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, 13 years. What the hell happened? Uh, long story, man. I I started training in 2007 on my first deployment Okay. deployment. I was in Qatar. So if anybody's a veteran, they know anything about it. It's, It's not a deployment. Okay. Um, so I got bored on the deployment and there was an army guy that was a purple belt. And he's like, Hey, do you want to train jujitsu? I was like, what the hell is jujitsu? You know, I had seen a little bit of like, you know, some of the UFC stuff, some of the original. Yeah. And I, I grew up with my dad watching like he bought a DVD called Best of Ken Shamrock. And so like I was like I was a huge <laughs> Ken Shamrock fan. And so I was like, oh, that's what jujitsu is. And so he whooped my ass for about three months. And then uh, do you guys do swearing on this podcast? You can. You know, we we, we got a little tip from somebody that you got to be careful in the first five minutes because we do, okay, we do gonna, some advertising. Do yeah. First five okay. minutes after that, then it's uh, drop the F-bomb as much best. as you I want. Hor- I have a horrible mouth. Don't do worry best. about it. Don't worry about it. Um, Don't even so think about he, it. he beat the crap out of me the first, you know, three months. And then that, finally, after three months, I got another kid in a triangle. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm a superhero. <laughs> and then uh, got back from that deployment and I was only home for two months. I ended up going to training again and deployed again to Iraq. And then we trained a little bit in Iraq, and I actually met Joe Lozon in uh, uh, for a USO yeah. tour over wow. in Iraq. So I had only rolled for maybe like four months total, and so I'm here trying to roll with Joe Lozon, trying to do anything, and he taps me out like 15 times in like five minutes. Wow. Um, we're actually he's hosting one of our jujitsu events uh, okay. when we go around our podcast uh, or our uh, documentary series, and uh, I ended up uh, doing some boxing matches and. Uh, in Iraq in in Buka back in 2008 I got back for after talking to Joe I told him I want to be a fighter he's like you need to focus on jiu-jitsu I was like okay so I got back did a tournament um I won my first match lost my second in Naga and it pissed me off so two weeks later I did another jiu-jitsu tournament for a Naga out in uh, Charlotte and I won four matches to get first place I won a samurai sword I'm like I'm a fucking superhero and uh so I was like all right this is cool so what's next and I was like I want to be a fighter now and so I figured one jujitsu tournament win and I could actually be a fighter. So I ended up, uh, my coaches beat the crap out of me for a couple months. And then I actually ended up doing my first cage fight in 2008. I was at 2000, 2009 in October over at the uh, RBC center in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. And, uh, I won, I fought a Marine, but I ended up winning a three round decision. But after that, my girlfriend, or my, my wife at the time, She's like, you, you got to stop training. I was like, what? She's like, it takes too much time away from me. And blah, blah, yeah. blah, we're, not, we're no, no longer together. So, yeah, it's I, I quit for a while. And then I came back in 2014, 2016. I broke my neck. Um, so I had to take a couple days wow. off. I got, put, I got put in head and arm choke. And I jumped and I tried to spin to the side. My body turned, but my neck didn't. Oh, so I rotated two vertebrae in my neck, my C6 and my C5. And then my C6 nerve popped out, and I, I, like, lost an inch and a half of mass on my right bicep, and it sucked. Wow. But they said it was, like, an 18-month recovery, and they're like, yeah, you should never fight again. I was like, nah, I'm going to fight this year. They're like, no, you're not. <laughs> I I did my own PT, and 
a lot of people get turned off when I say this, but I've been practicing Buddhism since 2016. And uh, so one of the things is like, you know, just ultra focusing on healing through meditation and everything, but also doing PT and everything. It's not just like some magic cure. Um, I was medically cleared to fight in two weeks in two months, two months later, I was, you know, just getting done with surgery. I started my fight camp two months after that. I fought August, I think August 27th, 2016. And I won fight of the night that night. Nice. So it's, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a crazy thing. And then 2017, I ended up, um, I hurt my neck again, took some time off 2000. Uh, I think it was 2018 came around. I took another fight and just decided to start fighting again. Wow. Um, I did well. I won in like a minute and 10 seconds with the arm bar and then uh, got knocked out and got a TBI in 2018. Took another like three, four months off, and then I've been training again. So lots of breaks. So if you took the doctor's advice, you wouldn't be training at all? If, yeah, if I took if, the doctor's if, if advice, i If it wasn't I'd up never... to you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's I don't let people tell me what I can and can't yeah. do. So <laughs> <laughs> I usually do the opposite. <laughs> yeah, uh, like most of us in this room. <laughs> <laughs> 18 months? Nah, give me two. Yeah. Wow. So, so currently, are you, what are you, are you training now? Are you able to yep, train? Yep. Now you're training. Just yeah, jujitsu or are you still trying to fight and? Just jujitsu. We got a new guy that came in that wants to be a fighter. And so my coach is like, you need to beat the living shit out of him to make him understand that he doesn't want to be a fighter. Yeah. So anytime we roll, I just smash the shit out of him. And then we do a little bit of Muay Thai after training. And he, he's like 130 pounds. So <laughs> I'm, I'm six to 200 pounds. So I'm, I kick the crap out of him. So yeah. Is it, <laughs> I just want to see if he's it, ready for it. Yeah. Is he someone that trained or is he coming in cold going, Hey, I want to be a fighter. Cause I watch UFC or is he someone that's trained over the course of his life? And yeah, he's got it. No. He's just gotta, he's gotta put in the, the work. No, no, <laughs> he he's just, not listening. He trained Muay Thai. <laughs> No, he trained Muay Thai a few times, and yeah. um, he's never done jiu-jitsu. Last night was his first night of jiu-jitsu, um, and so I literally just laid on top of him and held him down on a topside crucifix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come on, man, get up. Yeah. <laughs> That's my, you know, my favorite part of jiu-jitsu, I mean, I love jiu-jitsu. My favorite part mm-hmm. of jujitsu is is coaching and training. I don't officially mm-hmm. coach in my gym by any means right now. I've coached before, but like today I had an awesome time. We had an open mat and people were just asking me questions. Hey, can you work with this guy? Yeah. You know, like I like working with the new guys and show them kind of like, you know, uh, closed guard, side, mount, you know, and uh, that, it, it, I, I love that part. So like when the newbies mm-hmm. come in, like I actually, I'm, I'm a purple belt now, but you know, like I'll gravitate towards them, especially when I see like, you know, a lot of times you get thrown into the mix and, you know, then yeah. there's the white belt smashing. Oh, I lost my sound, Bo. I lost my sound there for a second. Can you hear me? You back now? Good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got lost you for a second. I lost myself for a second. Uh, so, you know, a lot of times when, the, you know, the, the new guys come in and then, you know, the white belts are like, ah. Mm, mm. Yeah, they want to smash. Yeah, yeah they want to <laughs> smash. So, I, you know, I usually grab those guys and I say, come, you know, let me let me just show you the basics. Yeah. We're not, I'm not going to kill you. But here, come, come to my guard. Let me show you. Uh, so that's, that's one of my favorite my- parts. My, my coach lets me do that with the new guys too, um, yeah. especially if they're veterans, you know, because we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit, but with Warriors Next Adventure, veterans get to come in and train for free for like a week or two. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I bring them in there and then I usually roll with them just to show them a few basic moves, you know, just the guard mount and like side control stuff yeah. like that. But um, he, I, I get to coach a lot of the kids at the tournaments, which I think I'm a better coach than I have ever been a competitor. Um I mean, I, I was I was ranked number three in Minnesota for uh, welterweights. 
okay. for uh, MMA back in 2018. But I, I just, I think coaching just makes more sense to me. Yeah. And so I can see things that people aren't doing and usually I can call them out. And I think just about every kid that I've coached in a tournament has won their match. Nice. It's all them. Yeah. Know, but they just listen. Yeah. I find that when I do coach, you know, again, I, I'm using the word coach. I don't coach at my school, but when I grab somebody and they're asking me questions or I want to show them something coaching, but you know, I'm supposed to be doing my own training. But when I, when I coach, I really catch, Oh wow. I'm, oh shit. I, I've been doing this wrong. Wait a minute. I forgot. I got to put my foot here. You know, you have to be a little mm. bit more analytical yourself and you have to, okay, I'm teaching somebody else. I have to teach them by the, I always tell you, look, this is the way I do it. This is by the mm. book and this is the way I do it. You know, this is what I found works for me. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, I, I usually show them both sides and then say, look, coaches, you know, the professor wants you to do it this way. I do it like this. And then you're going to figure out how it works best for you. So, but again, you, one of my favorite yeah. things to do is, is to, is to take those guys and kind of show them and, and then, you know, hopefully they stick around and they evolve. You well, know? especially when you've been training for so long, you're going to, you're going to develop your own game. I, ha- I have my own style. Um, I do everything wrong. So that's usually what I do. That's my style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do everything fucking backwards. Uh, but no, it's just, I, I just, I'm a lot taller and I'm a lot longer than my coach. And so what I'm going to do is a little bit different than what he's going to do. I mean, he's, he's like five ten, and he, but he's stocky and big. I'm, you know, I'm six two and I'm, I'm fairly skinny, you know? And so I got really friggin' long arms. I got like a 76 inch reach. Oh geez. So my arms are going to reach a lot farther and I got really long legs too. So I can do different things than he can. So I'm going to have a different game than my coach. Yeah. That's just the way it is. You know, but he he's really good at seeing, you know, the way that I move my body. And so he's really good at coaching me my style. And that's yeah. one thing I really like. His, his name is Mark Mortensen. He's a he's an Air Force vet as well. And uh, he's he's the first gym that I trained at when I got back to Minnesota at uh, Tracks BJJ. So he's he's awesome. He, he's always I, I'd say he's a great coach because he sees a lot of the little things. And I noticed that a lot of gyms that I've been to that teach like the basic but not that little, you know, turn your hand slightly this way, you know, mm-hmm. that little yeah. bit changes so much, you know? Yeah. So where are you right now? Where are you coming to us from? You're in Minnesota? Yeah, I'm in St. Paul, Minnesota. Okay. I train up in Coon Rapids, which is the Twin Cities. Okay. Everybody knows what the Twin Cities is. All right. Now let, let's, let's jump into Warriors Next, how this got started, um, what, what drove you to do what you're doing now. So let's explain to everybody what Warriors Next Adventure is. Sure. Um, you know, a quick backstory on myself. I'll do a quick, a lot of people have heard my story. You know, I know a lot of your viewers haven't. So yeah, um, it's a pretty, it's a pretty dark story. Um, so I was deployed four times and I spent a total of maybe 11 months doing my regular job back home in the military in the six years that I was in the military. The majority of my time was spent training and deployed. So I was a 50 cal gunner in Iraq in Afghanistan and my job was to do search for IEDs and uh, EFPs, tripwires, stuff like that. And I was the lead gunner um, in Iraq in 2008. So if I missed an IED, my people die, you know, and it's usually wow. not going to be me. It's going to be the truck behind us. So I have people's lives in my hands constantly. And I was only 20 years old. So, you know, imagine, you know, driving around looking for bombs, knowing that you have 18 people's lives in your hands, you know, so it's a little stressful. I got back from the deployment and I was not, uh, I'd, I'd say that's where my PTSD started um, just because like I couldn't drive for like the first month that I was home. I had to have my wife drive me to work. Just I, could, I couldn't do it, man. 
um, they ended up putting me on the desk because I couldn't drive in a car because I was just fucked up. So I got some help and it didn't really help. <laughs> so um, kept deploying, deployed again in 2010, um, January 6, 2010, I got a call on base for shots fired. And so I went to the base housing and I got flagged over and come to find out an army guy had gotten ready for work. This was up in Blod Air Base up in uh, northern Iraq. Uh, he got ready for work, but he had been getting picked on and everything. I got the backstory later, but he uh, he laid down on his bed and he shot himself through the bottom of the chin to the top of the head with an M16. Mm. Um, but he was still alive when I walked in the door. So I came in and I held his hand and I just put my hand on his chest and I kind of just looked at him. It's like, hey, man, you know, it's you know, it's going to be all right. Just just let go. So I held his hand while he died. And uh, getting back from that deployment, while you're there, it's it's not that bad, but we got mortared 186 times in 186 days. Every single day we got mortared while we were up there. And so when I say that, it means every day we got mortared. That doesn't mean how many. So we got hit, you know, nine, ten times in a day sometimes. So you're literally walking and you hear these sirens going off, and that usually means that a mortar is coming in. You get to the point where you just don't care anymore. You just keep walking, keep doing your thing. You're supposed to run and jump into a bunker because if it land, if you know, it, a mortar when it lands, it shoots up in a mushroom cloud at, you know, at a, like a 15 degree, like an angle. So if you jump down to the ground and you're 15 meters or more away, you'll be okay. If you're within that 15 meters, it's a pretty good chance you're going to die. Um, so that's that's the lifestyle you get used to. And then in Afghanistan in 2000, uh, 2010, 2000, uh, 2011, 2012. Um, we were up in Bagram. We were the first Air Force squad to have 10 mile radius around Bagram Air Base. And so we were driving around, you know, driving in the streets of Afghanistan. You know, we were Air Force. So that's really big for a lot of people. Like they don't understand why is Air Force driving around, you know, <laughs> doing convoys. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I tell people all the time, I was a 50 cal gun. They're like, what? You were in the Air Force? I'm like, yeah, security force is a little different. Um, so you get back from all that and it's just, it just drives you nuts. And, you know, shortly after that, I found out, you know, again, I just want to preface this, me and my ex get along just fine, but, but I found out she was cheating on me while I was deployed. So I lost my shit and, you know, everything just got worse. Um, ended up leaving, got back, uh, got out of the military in 2012. Me and her got back together because she was pregnant with my second kid. So I figured it was the right thing to do. Uh, that was the wrong thing to do. <laughs> we were together for like three years after that. We just hated each other. So us separating is probably the best thing to do. But 2015 was really when Warriors Next Adventure has its story, you know, where it begins. Um, I was I was depressed. I was an alcoholic. I just, I hated my life. I didn't want to be around my kids. Me and my ex did not get along. And I found out again that she was cheating on me. So it's all this crap. And then a bunch of my buddies from overseas had killed themselves. So it's just, you're just constantly dealing with death and depression. And you're just like, fuck it, I quit. So I took a uh, I took a canoe trip up to northern Minnesota, the Boundary Waters, and uh, I put a nine millimeter up to my head and I pulled the trigger. But um, luckily, um, the primer was struck, but I had been kayaking, so there was a lot of moisture in the chamber. So the primer was actually a dud. So I sat there crying, you know, trying to figure out what the hell just happened to me, right? Yeah. So I dropped the slide or dropped the magazine, pulled the slide back and I examined the bullet and the primer was actually, it's indented to the point. I don't know if you know anything about shooting, but when that primer is indented, it, it's supposed to go off. Yeah. Um, and I just threw it in the water and I just sat there for probably three or four hours. I loaded the magazine back 
pulled the slide and I shot all 19 rounds off into the lake. So the one round that was supposed to go off didn't, um, got back from that trip and I hadn't really decided whether me and my ex were actually going to separate. So I called her, I was like, Hey, I'm leaving. And, uh, next call was to my coach. He was going to Brazil to get his black belt. And so I was like, Hey man, I'm going with you. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm going with you. He's like, fuck yeah, man. So we went down to Brazil. It was the greatest day. It was, it was amazing. Um, 2000. And when I got back from that trip, I decided I'm going to be a fighter again because that woman's the one that made me quit MMA, made me quit jujitsu. I had been training jujitsu a little bit in 2014 with Mark and then kind of off and on, but I was drinking a lot. So my motivation and dedication wasn't really there. And, uh, so after this, I decided to dedicate myself. We got a divorce in November. My very first fight back was in December, 2015. And I ended up winning my fight in a minute and 12 seconds with an arm bar. It was amazing. It felt so good. I felt like <laughs> Superman. Um, so shortly after that, I started practicing Buddhism. Just be, I wanted to look into it and see what it was all about. I wouldn't say I'm a Buddhist. I swear too much and I like meat. So, um, you know, it's, I, I like the way of life. I like the mindset. And so I started studying suicide. I started studying depression. I started studying, you know, veterans, veteran, any veterans issues. I started focusing on not, not to learn how to help other veterans, but to learn how to help myself. I was like, I need to fix myself. Something's not right. I went to therapy a few times and it just, it wasn't for me. I don't, I don't tell people they shouldn't go. I think everybody should go and try. Um, but I started noticing the things that worked for me was recreational therapy. So if you don't know what recreational therapy is, it can literally be, be defined as anything, um, any kind of like activity that, you know, that makes you calm or is feels therapeutic, right? So jujitsu is, is a recreational therapy, um, you know, Works MMA, for me, man. <laughs> Yeah. So it's, it's amazing. And so anybody, even not non-veterans, this stuff applies to everybody. Jiu-jitsu literally, it just, it feels so good. Right. Uh, so that, that was just one of my healing processes and then obviously fighting too. So the more and more I fought, the better I felt about myself. My ego started to drop. I started to have a lot less anger inside of me. And then, uh, I ended up, taking a trip out to Sturgis, um, in 2018, it was shortly after I, I got knocked out and I got a TBI and I thought I had to quit MMA forever and jujitsu and everything. So I quit completely. And so, um, I had a lot of cognitive issues. I couldn't talk very well, um, for about six months. I still can't see, um, my vision is <laughs> it's, it's garbage. Um, yeah. Wow. Like 90 year olds got better vision than me. Um, and then there's a lot of other issues like memory loss. And sometimes I'll, I'll forget what I'm saying mid sentence. So that really sucks trying to run a business and remembering people's <laughs> names. <that> you just <laughs> made. <laughs> um, so I ended up, I kept traveling and I started noticing that all of these travels that I did, I ran into veterans and we had these amazing conversations because I'm the guy that's going to push you to have a real conversation. Not like, Hey, did you see the Vikings game or something like that? No, I was like, Hey, are you happy? You'd be surprised at how many people are just like, what? They don't know how to answer that question, you know, and they're just like, who, why are you even talking to me about this? It's like, oh, I'm just curious. Like, are you happy? Do you generally feel happy in life? And so like, I started noticing some of these questions that I was asking these guys, they were just blowing their minds. Cause they're like, I've never thought about that. You know, they're working dead end jobs. They're relationships that just don't do it for them. They have no adventure in their life. They're literally doing fucking nothing. They're just doing what society tells us to do is go to work, go home you know, spend money on crap. You know, I just, I started noticing that a lot of people were going down the path, not everybody, but, um, I ended up going to Hawaii in 2019 
long story short, when I went to Brazil, I met a Brazilian model. She ended up moving to the United States. We got married. She had a green card, and then she left four days later in 2018. <laughs> so, Jesus. Yeah, it sucks, but you know, I was with a Brazilian model for you know three years, so I'm okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> you got doesn't suck. That part doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's whatever. I don't have any hard feelings for her. I, I hope she's doing all right. I have no idea where she's at. I don't really, I don't really care, but um, I'm lucky enough to have an awesome woman now. But uh, I, you know, I had thought like, what, what am I going to do? You know, so I ended up buying myself a vacation to Hawaii as a divorce present to myself. <laughs> so in 2019, I was in Brazil in uh, um, Hawaii and I camped around the island. I didn't stay in a hotel. I literally slept in a tent under the stars for eight days straight. It was great. Um, I ended up meeting some friends and uh, they told me I told them this story, but it was obviously much more in depth. It was probably a four hour conversation. And they're like, you need to start a blog. And I'm just like a blog. They're like, you need to tell your stories. You know, your stories are awesome. You know, the triumph and all the sadness and failure. And it, you have so many amazing stories. You need to start telling them. So Ryan and Alex from Ryan and Alex Dual Life are the ones that convinced me to do it. So when I got back from Hawaii, my intention for Warriors Next Adventure was a travel blog for veterans. I was going to travel. Um, I wasn't going to make it a business or anything. It was just a website. I was going to travel and I was going to write about my travels and I was going to tell veterans why they need to explore, why we need adventure in our lives. Right. I mean, that's where the adventure came mm -hmm. from Warriors next adventure. So, you know, what, what makes you happy, right? For me, it's travel, it's conversation. And so I started taking veterans with me. So this was months. It wasn't years. It was literally months. I took a bunch of vets up to go climb Eagle mountain in Northern Minnesota. And these guys had a great time, you know, and I'm not going to get too in depth because I try to keep, people's stuff to themselves you know this it's not about telling other people's stories um but there were some extremely emotional deep conversations on this mountain climb and then i started doing some research um it's there's a, a lady i can't remember her name there's a there's a professor over at harvard that did a study on you know how you know what emdr is so like the eye movement therapy okay so it's like a left right movement and so when you're doing when you're hiking and doing stuff like that the left right movement of your feet what it's doing is essentially to dumb it down it you're essentially you're recording over an old memory with a new memory that old memory's still there but now it's tied to a good memory so when i was taking mm -hmm. these guys hiking i was talking to them about their their traumas right and so these guys would tell me about you know one guy was in fallujah if you don't know anything about iraq fallujah was like one of the deadliest places to be he was telling me about that i had another guy telling me about um 911 dispatcher you know listening to people die on the radio or die on the phone you know what i mean we i think every 911 dispatcher has done that i'm a 911 dispatch for the minnesota state patrol um during my day job so i mean i've, I've heard three people die on the phone with me so that's more trauma right wow. so you don't think that it's that bad but then it's like you break down and you lose everything right and so because these all started to be successful and veterans started giving me great feedback i'm like i'm gonna make this a nonprofit. um two months later i was in new york climbing the highest mountain peak in new york and so i decided we're gonna do what's called the wna top 50 we're gonna climb all the highest mountain peaks in all 50 states and so i'm gonna take veterans with me and we had eight guys climbing the mountain and then i got back the day i got back i got my 501c3 uh, approval letter and so i was like this is what i need to do with my life and then it just kept evolving, man. Like now we play with wolves. Um, I have a race car 
Um, <laughs> I was going to ask you about that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we talked a little bit uh, yeah. about a month ago. But uh, looking through your Instagram, I see a race car. I see you sitting next, somebody sitting next to a yeah. wolf. I'm like, oh wow, this yeah, is yeah. crazy. Talk to us, <laughs> talk to us a little bit uh, about. Let's let's start with the 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 wolves. And I know you you take them to. I know you. Uh, we spoke one time. You're like, yeah, I'm heading up to these waterfalls right now. But let's start with the wolves. Yep. What what the heck is that like? How did that come together? So I have I have different projects. Right, that project is called Operation Wolf Dog. So. One of my troopers has a sister up in northern Minnesota who actually owns hybrid wolves. So they're all wolf dogs. So they're all like uh, timber wolf, Alaskan gray wolf mixed with um, mixed with like shepherd or something like that. And so I went up there just to go check them out. I'm like, hey, what would you think about doing some kind of therapy with veterans? And she's like, yes, that would be amazing. And so they're called Minnesota wolf dogs. They're up in northern Minnesota. These guys are awesome. You know, check them out on Facebook. But they, I go up there, and what we do is I take some of the funding from Warriors Next Adventure, and I buy wood. Um, we'll build dog. We built two dog houses out there. We put up probably 250 feet of fencing, so we're expanding their areas. And then I personally actually got to go rescue a wolf. So um, Kaya reached out to me. She said, "Hey, we have a wolf down in uh, um, down in Wisconsin Dells that's due for euthanasia. We need to go get him Friday. Like we need to get him now." So I'm like, I'm in, screw it. So we drove out there and we actually got to rescue this wolf. So he lived outside with no shelter on a chain. The worst thing in the wow. world. Because people think, yeah, wolves live outside. No, they live in dens. They actually have shelter. This wolf had no shelter. So we started walking up to him and he was really aggressive. And so I don't really have a lot of fear anymore. I kind of get excited by fear now. So it's I do things that scare me because they're fun now. Um, so... I started backing up to this wolf and they're like, carefully bites. I'm like, I'm not worried about it. So I started backing up to the point where he couldn't reach me with his leash. And then I slowly kept started backing up and I could smell him sniffing my leg. And I was like, man, I'm about to get attacked. <laughs> I was like, Oh shit. So I slowly start to turn around and he jumped on me and he hooked his arm, his claws on. So a lot of, a lot of wolves, what they'll do is they'll try to dominate you right away to try to tell you like, Hey, I'm the boss. So I grabbed him by the neck and I grabbed him by the by the side and I threw him down to the ground and I pinned him down and I started petting him really quick you know just to let him know hey I'm bigger than you but I'm a friend and so within seconds he was jumping around and playing with me and licking my face and the problem was a lot of these wolves what they'll do is they'll they'll nip at your beard and they'll pull little hairs of your beard so I've had half my beard ripped out once just because these guys grab onto it and rip it off wow. um, but we brought him back and uh, we actually built his shelter so what these veterans get to do is th this is the whole core of why we're doing this, right? Have you ever volunteered and actually have either built something for somebody or have given somebody something? Uh, but lots of donations. I don't, can't say I've gone out and built a fence or built a, you know, <laughs> a, a, a wolf sanctuary or a house. Yeah. You know? so, not, so not too many people can say they've done what you've done. <laughs> so you you get that kind of you get that feeling of accomplishment right you get the feeling of actually seeing yourself help somebody else experience something new so like i was hearing you guys say you you give uh donation or uh, you guys you guys give uh jujitsu use, use scholarships we're doing yeah, that's use scholarships, awesome. yeah so what you're doing is you're you're providing a life experience for somebody and so that's what i'm all about is providing life experiences but also what happens during these life experiences. So whenever I get a, a veteran inside of a cage with a wolf crouching down, staring at a wolf, there's no cages between us. We actually go inside and we play with them and pet them and feed them hot dogs out of our hands. 
you know, the first time these, they see these guys, I usually bring them in the cage with Diesel. Diesel's the alpha. Um, when he stands up, he puts his paws on my shoulder. Like I said, I'm 6'1", 6'2". He's taller than me. Wow. So he's a big wolf, and he's thick, too. So I usually bring him in there, too, because he's more intimidating. So I just want to see the reaction because I think it's funny. Um, so they usually go in there they're just terrified to go anywhere near him. And what he does is he runs around the cage just to let you know, hey, this is my cage. I'm boss. There's another girl. I think her name is Lula or Kalua. Kalua? I can't remember what her name is. Um, she She's scared, so she'll just run. And he's got a little ramp. So I'll go over to the ramp. I'll tap the ramp, and he'll jump up. He'll let me pet him, and then I'll feed him a hot dog. Once I kind of calm down a little bit, I make the veteran. I was like, hey, come up here. Come on. You know, put your hand down. Just let him smell you. And usually he'll, like, walk up. But Diesel's face is, like, three of mine, you know, and his snout is long as shit. And his, he could probably fit my head in his mouth. He's a big wolf. So what what's happening here is these veterans are getting vulnerable, right? They're letting their guard down a little bit. You know, their guard's up initially because they're scared of wolf, but they're letting their guard down finally when they actually get to embrace a wolf, which is something that people just dream of, right? Yeah. So I get to see these guys do this amazing stuff, right? And what that does is it, it keys all kinds of, you know, all kinds of uh, chemicals inside your brain, right? You get the dopamine, you get the serotonin, you're getting everything, everything you want, right? And so instead of like drugs or alcohol, you're getting highs based off of nature. And so I get you in that elevated state and then you're super vulnerable. And then I start sharing about some of the things that I've been through. And then next thing you know, they're telling me about how they tried to kill themselves four years ago. Um, or they are an alcoholic or they, you know, they, they struggle with PTSD or seasonal depression. There's a lot of crazy things that veterans are struggling with that they don't talk about. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm putting them into vulnerable situations so it's easier for them to talk. Wow. And that, so the, the wolves provide us that. Wow. But then on, at the same time, you get to help build a shelter for an animal and you get to give another being a better life. So it's just a, it's a win-win. That's awesome. That's awesome. Let's that talk a little bit about the, um, where do you want to go, waterfalls or race car? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Well, we just, we just go hiking sometimes. Yeah. So, and you know, if I need an adventure or something like that, I'll call a bunch of dudes and be like, Hey, do you want to go hiking to this waterfall with me? And I'll usually get like five or six people and we'll go hike to a waterfall or we'll go, you know, rock climbing. We just do all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, our next project or one of our other projects is the WNA top 50 with the mountain climbing, like I told you before. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we also have, uh, what I created was the WNA BJJ. Um, so that's, that's the big one. That's the big reason why I wanted to talk to you guys too. Um, mainly because I like your podcast. I listen to one with TJ. Um, TJ has been on mine too. He's great. Yeah, guy. awesome dude, he, man. He explains jujitsu and the healing process to veterans better than I do. He's yeah. he's awesome. Um, so jujitsu was such a huge part of my healing process. I was just like, okay, well, how do I incorporate the nonprofit with jujitsu? And so I called coach. I called coach. His name is you know again Mark. He was an Air Force veteran, so I started talking to him about it. I was like, would you mind if I brought some veterans in here every once in a while just so they could experience jujitsu? He's like, absolutely. And so he lets me sell some rash guards out of his gym too. Like, he's awesome. He's so supportive of what I'm doing. And uh, I started realizing, I was like, you know, there's a lot of veterans who have similar stories how jujitsu has been the baseline of how they've healed themselves from PTSD. Not just veterans though, like, you know, civilians even, you know, they have bad jobs. You know, you'll see, you see felons rolling with cops. You'll see, you know, vegans rolling with meat eaters 
Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? It's just, it's people from every aspect getting together. And so I actually was talking to my buddy, Stefan. Stefan's a black Dutch guy. So just an anomaly of a weird mixture, but he's from <laughs> South America to make things even weirder. <laughs> uh, I told him, I was like, man, you were my first civilian friend. And I was like, and it took me a year and a half. And that's when I started training jujitsu. I was like, you were my first civilian friend. I was like, I fucking love you, man. I was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I have the same love for you than I do with my buddies overseas. You know, me and him are the weirdos on the mat who are literally having a full-on conversation while we're trying to murder each other. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah, favorite roll. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm exactly. a talker when I roll. I, I, uh, I, I too. definitely love to talk. <laughs> I like to talk a little shit only if I know you because I don't want to be mean because yeah. I'm a nice guy, but I do like to fuck with people. Yeah. Um, when I started to realize that, I started forming bonds with civilians through jiu-jitsu, and that's how I started to actually get better at forming bonds. So veterans have a lot of – they have a hard time – meshing into society and for some reason we have such a hard time getting along with civilians you know it's just the different mindsets you know and so it's not it's not right it's not okay you know we are veterans are no better than civilians that's that's one thing that a lot of people need to understand um we we don't have any extra rights than you do um maybe just some discounts at applebee's yeah <laughs> But no, it's, it's just like, it's, it's not fair for veterans to feel that way. And so one of the things I'm trying to do is incorporate civilians into the nonprofit as well, because I want veterans to understand, look, there's, you can be friends with more people than just veterans. It, it's just the feeling of loneliness is so prevalent in the military community. And it's like, there's people everywhere. You know, veterans can feel completely alone in a room full of a hundred people. I just, I don't mm-hmm. get it. I mean, it, it even, I even experienced the same thing and I still don't get it, you know? Um, and so what I wanted to do is get veterans in the gym training with civilians as well. You know, we're all a new brotherhood. Jiu-Jitsu is the closest thing I've had to a brotherhood since I left the military. And I have bonds in Jiu-Jitsu that are, you know, just as close as the ones in the military. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what, there's gotta be other veterans who have amazing stories. You know, I went from being suicidal and tried to kill myself in 2015 to 2018. I was a third rank welterweight MMA fighter in Minnesota, amateur, but that's, pretty fucking sweet right i got a title shot and i got a fight of the night it was awesome so i took myself from the lowest low and i built it up into a success story you know i feel successful because i've had many many veterans tell me that they love what i'm doing and it's given them hope and that you know if that's not you know that doesn't entitle success i mean when somebody tells you that something you put together gave them hope there's nothing more addicting than that there's nothing that makes me happier than that. And so that's why I'm going to continue to do this, you know, longer, you know, as long as I live. So how does the so, documentary t- tie into all of this? Is that, it, it, are you documenting Warriors Next? Is this something different? Let's talk about that a little bit. So think of it as Warriors Next Adventure is the, is the studio, right? So what I'm doing is I'm going to travel around the country for like 65, 70 days. I'm starting in April um, in 2021, we're supposed to do it this year, but COVID kind of screwed all that up. Mm-hmm. So, um, we're starting in Montana. So I'm leaving from Minnesota, going to Montana. Um, we're going to be at, uh, Malmstrom Air Force Base. I'm actually getting a bunch of the Air Force Security Forces squadrons to come out. I'm actually going to do a speech to the airmen, um, about, uh, resiliency and talking about how you, when you're at your lowest low, you need to reach out and actually be, you know, look for the person who's going to help you. Um, 2015, I decided that, I wanted to be better. 
And so I tried to figure out who I'm going to be in my life. And I said, I want to be the person I wish I would have had when I tried to kill myself. And so I feel like I'm getting there. I don't feel like I'm ever really going to be quite there. But um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give these speeches to some of the Air Force bases as I go around. I got to get them all set up still. Um, so what we're going to do is it's going to be a seminar style. Um, I have like 37 different jujitsu gyms around the country that are going to be hosting. Um, it's going to be a seminar style get together. I'm going to just give a quick speech about the nonprofit and about how jujitsu can be helpful towards, you know, veterans and healing PTSD. Um, and every single gym has agreed to do an open mat, um, with a push to try to get as many veterans inside that gym as possible in each location. So the goal is getting a bunch of veterans training jujitsu. So if I can get one veteran every trip to sign up to, at that gym, I'll be happy. I want to get more, but you know, and so what I'm doing is I reached out to a bunch of veterans. Um, I posted on the uh, Blue Belt Mafia. Are you on that page? Um, probably. I, I can't say that it rings a bell. But, <laughs> There's you know, so many. Fi- yeah, groups. you know, we're all following each other. And Yeah. So I, I, uh, I went to a bunch of those. There's like where veterans train or where we train. And then there was the Armed Forces Martial Arts Network. I got booted from that group. But I don't know why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I reached out and said, Hey, you know, there's plenty of veterans out there who have PTSD, who have used jujitsu to heal themselves, or at least get to a better spot. I was like, I'm looking for these veterans. Um, I told them I want to do a documentary based off of veterans and how PTSD is a viable, you know, approach to fighting PTSD. So it's going to be called PTSD versus jujitsu fight for your life. Um, we're going to be going to, it's like 18,000 miles that we got to drive to actually get this whole thing done in 60 days it's probably gonna go more but um we're gonna be you know i'm gonna be just rolling and training and everything like that we're gonna have some footage of that but there's actually gonna be a one-on-one interview it's gonna be kind of like a podcast podcast style interview um and what we're gonna do is these veterans are gonna tell their stories they're gonna tell their stories about how they either tried to kill themselves or they od'd on alcohol on drugs we had one person get in a fatal like a near fatal car accident uh, one person literally was holding a gun to his head and got a phone call from his daughter. Um, it's just some amazing, just horrible stories. And I promise everybody who watches this documentary is going to cry. I promise <laughs> you that. Um, which that's, that's honestly, cry my goal. <laughs> Me, that was gonna say, I'm, I'm a cry baby. I'll be one of those guys. Yeah. This isn't the lightest podcast, right? Mm. Um, no, but, this, uh, I mean, this is great. You know, we, we do some yeah. stuff with we defy and, you know, this is uh, my, uh, you know, typically I, I usually have uh, my co-host Junior and, uh, yeah, and yeah. Miguel, who are both veterans, you know, in the studio. Uh, Raul, who is one of our original, uh, you know, co-hosts, who's always welcome back yeah. to the show. But, um, you know, all, uh, you know, Army Marine guys. So, um, yeah. you know, this this is close to our heart. And it's why we got involved with, you know, with uh, with We Defy. And I, that's probably how yeah. kind of we found each other. Right. We started following each other because of that relationship, I think, right around yeah, the time sure. we had TJ on from We Defy. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, listen, I love talking about this. And I think, you know, we've yeah. got a lot of people in the military that, you know, obviously do jujitsu anyway, but are also following us and watching because they are involved with We Defy or mm-hmm. they're, you know, this is, you know, this stuff is, I, I get lots of great feedback when we're, when we're talking about this stuff. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's not so dark. I mean, there's a lot of people out there right now saying, wow, you know, yeah, I, I was there. You know, and they're mm-hmm. on their Instagram going Warriors next, you know, you know to, well, you, to follow. you think about it like this, you know, it's I, I've had one of my veterans told me is like, you know, you were a cage fighter. 
you fucking you know you do all this man shit you can work on cars you carpenter all this shit but you're you're talking about your feelings he's like you're fucking with people's heads <laughs> yeah i was like good we need to break the stigma you know that there there is a stigma with mental health and i think it's getting better i really do um so if anybody can talk about it there there's some of the most bad people in the world i just did a podcast with uh, one of the seal team six members and uh, we were talking about this and one of his things he does is go around and talking to people about PTSD and how people need to be vulnerable and they need to reach out and actually reach out, talk, you know, and talk about it, talk about your problems or your past. And so the reason why I decided to share my story is because, you know, it, it helped save a veteran's life. I was working dispatch in 20, 2017 and we got a 911 phone call and she said, I'm going to kill myself. And so we have, um, we have cameras on the interstate. So I work for the state patrol. So it's, a, we do all the highways and her GPS showed up right next to a camera and I pulled it up on camera. Sure enough, there she was standing on a bridge. I was literally watching the woman I'm talking to stand on a bridge saying she's going to kill herself. Wow. And so I'm like, fuck, here we go. Um, I love these calls. It sounds messed up, but I love these calls because that is literally life and death. If you do not say the right thing, that person's going to jump. And unfortunately I've had it happen. Um, so I was talking to her and we just started bullshitting. And then she ended up saying, I'm, a, I'm an army veteran. I'm like, yes. I was like, that's my connection. So, you know, in, in any kind of negotiation, you need to get, you need to relate. Um, and so I started telling, I was like, hey, I'm a veteran too. Where were you deployed to? Where were you stationed? Um, come to find out she was actually, um, a, she was raped in the military. Sexual military trauma was her big thing. She never talked about it. She said, I think you're the first person I've ever told this. She's like, I just wanted to say it before I died. And I was like, listen, I was like, you know, I got to tell you something. And so I had never told anybody that I tried to kill myself. Never. So this is 2017, two years had gone by with me holding this secret. And uh, so I finally told her, I was like, listen, you know, 2015, I, I actually tried to kill myself. I put a gun in my head and I pulled the trigger and it didn't go off. And I was like, I've been, I've been trying to find the reason why I'm still alive. And I was like, I think this might be it, you know? So as you can tell, I still get emotional when I tell that story, but it's like, what better purpose in life, you know? And then reaching out and trying to help your brothers. Right. And Mm. I developed a system where I actually get to do that. Um, But it's not only just me now, everybody who's who's a part of this nonprofit is now a branch, you know, Warriors Next Adventure is branching out constantly. Every time we make a new connection, that new connection gives me a new connection. They give me a new connection. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I put it on them. Like, listen, you need to reach out to your brothers too. Um, you know, it's, we're all a family. I can't be everywhere, you know, and, and I'm not perfect. You know, maybe somebody just doesn't get along with me. And so my way of therapy it, or counseling isn't going to work for them. So we all need to reach out. We need to help each other. And so, um, yeah, it's just, I started telling my story once all these jujitsu guys started telling me their stories, it's just like, it's really fucking sad how many people have tried to kill themselves that I've never told anybody. And so I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to tell these stories. That's what I want to do with my life. I and that, tell and these that's stories. what the doc is. That what the documentary is going to focus on? I mean, you're going, you said you're going to all, all 50 States or you're going to, uh, not all no, 50, it's 30, 37 different gyms. Uh, we'll be going through probably like 45 States or something okay. like that. And, so and you're going to have those, yeah, you're going to have those interviews. You're going to have those talks on yep. this documentary. Okay. 
yeah so these guys will tell me their stories and then they'll tell me about how they found jujitsu and how jujitsu has helped them and then where they're at now mentally um and then what they would recommend to somebody that's debating on training jujitsu or a veteran who's struggling so the focus is going to be ptsd right not necessarily combat i mean there's all you know a lot of people don't understand the number one leading cause of ptsd is car accidents it's not combat combat's a pretty small portion actually um, so there's veterans who have gotten severe car accidents and have le- nearly lost their lives. There's been overdose, rape, all kinds of crazy shit that I've already talked to these guys and I've already pre-interviewed all of them. So there's some powerful stories there going to be coming out. And so the reason why I'm doing this is to bring overall awareness, but also there's no documentaries out there right now about veterans and PTSD. Um, so the reason why I ended up reaching out to We Defy, which I'm a We Defy ambassador as well. I said, Hey, I want you guys to be involved in this. I was like, this is right down your alley. You know, jujitsu is a small portion of my nonprofit. Jujitsu is all of yours. So I was like, I want you guys to be a part of this. And I want you guys to, I want you guys to be the main sponsor. I was like, I don't want a dime and I'm going to give you 10% of the earnings that we make on uh, the GoFundMe because we're using a GoFundMe to fund this whole thing. So every, you know, we're donating once, once we get the, we get done with the whole thing and all the process is done, 10% of all proceeds are going to go to Weedify. And all they have to do is just open up their gyms. Um, I'm not going to only Weedify gyms, but I'm going to have a Weedify ambassador at every gym. Uh, there's a couple that'll have mission 22 because that gym, um, that gym reps mission 22. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's nothing wrong with that. So there's, there's no like specification that it has to be Weedify. However, there's so many Weedify athletes and people who support Weedify all around the country. So I was like, I want you guys to come on this journey with me. I'll do all the work. You guys just gotta, you know, just talk about mm-hmm. it. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, so it works for marketing for me, but also it gets more veterans looking at it to see, Hey, this documentary could actually help a lot of people. So my goal is once I get it edited, um, I want to try to enter it into the Sundance Film Festival. And if you make it in there, you actually qualify for Netflix. So Netflix is my goal. And then 100% okay. of the proceeds awesome, are going to go to Warriors Next Adventure. That's awesome, man. And and uh, yeah. get send me or, you know, you can after this, we can uh, uh, just chat and send me the GoFundMe link so that I can yeah, share it on the sure. video. We'll put it on screen right now. And um, be awesome. we'll also uh, we'll put it in the description on the podcast and on the, on YouTube. Uh, so yeah, I appreciate that. My, how are you guys doing on the money raise right now? Have you, how are you doing? Uh, last I checked for the, for that, it's right about $2,000. Okay. Um, I got another veteran of mine who's reaching out to a family friend who's actually looking for a camper. Okay. Um, I was going to get a camper van from Voyager campers, but now I actually might have one or two veterans come with me on this whole trip. So okay. that'd be awesome. So they're looking for a camper. But we still need money for gas. We need money just yeah. in case we need to stay at a hotel or an Airbnb. Um, we need, obviously, we need to eat. Food is good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're looking for sponsors too. You know, I'm actually reaching out to. Um, there's a nationwide gym, and I can't really say who they are right now because I don't really know if the deal is going to go through. But there's a nationwide gym that I'm actually working on. Um, they're like one of the biggest fitness gyms in the world. So I'm hoping they can jump on as a sponsor. And maybe they'll sponsor the whole thing. That'd be amazing because be um, that would cut off costs from the nonprofit too. So yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, you mentioned you mentioned, uh, and I'm, I'm real curious about this. Bo and I were talking a little bit about this sure. before. Um, significant others. Uh, yep. you, you're you're married. You're remarried. 
you are married no, now no, or no. his girlfriend? I'm not. No, yeah. um, the the girl that I'm with is probably one of the most awesome women I've ever met. She's a bodybuilder, and we do, like, acro yoga together. Okay. Do you know what acro yoga is? Uh, is that where you kind of balance on each other? Like, uh, Yeah, it's like, or, yeah, acrobatics. Acrobatic yoga, yoga and everything. Yeah. And so she, like, pushes me with my nutrition and everything like that. And I had some issues with my heart, so she pretty much beat me into going to the VA and getting my stuff done. So, <laughs> what 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 do you have with your heart? Because I had a heart attack a couple of years ago. I got four stents. Um, they think that it's tied to the burn pits in Iraq and Afghanistan. Okay. So I have the valve that leads to my heart isn't working properly. And then I have like severe lung capacity issues. I also have sleep apnea on top of PTSD and they think it's all linked together. So if I, you know, if I run more than like five minutes, I damn near pass out. Uh, it sucks. Wow. Yeah. How does that affect your jujitsu? Uh, to be honest, if I'm warmed up, I'm okay. So usually um, we we do like a, a warm-up, then we drill, and then we roll for like the last 30 minutes. I do just fine, which is really strange. I and mean, I can climb mountains and everything like that, but I'll just be sitting at work one day, and the next thing you know, I'll have a, a heart palpitation. I'll damn near pass out. It's like, yeah. what is happening? Wow, yeah. I know for <laughs> me, I'm, my cardio sucks. I just got back into the gym a couple of weeks ago, but my cardio has always sucked. I won't make any yeah. excuses, but um, I know that I know that I've been able to, um, like I tell people, like I'll run and I'll get, I'll be like the warm ups. I'm like, oh, it's killing me. I can't wait to just you know drill and, and roll, because I can control that a little bit. I, I'm two thirty five. I'm five eleven, two thirty five, so I can control the my their movement and mind. You know, and, and yeah. I can kind of control the pace. I should say. You guys so are like I'm, uh, smash jitsu going on. You guys are like like two nineteen seventy two beers. <laughs> Takes about an hour to warm them up, you know. <laughs> I thought he was gonna say like seventy year old men like talking about. It. Yeah, I got this hard. It's like funny when I call my parents. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Oh well, this hurts, that hurts. I got a root canal. You know, that's what we sound like right now. But I, you know, I can control the pace, and and that's why like people. Like, wow, you yeah. know, you're like I love when I outroll doesn't happen all the time and I did just get back in the gym but I love when I roll the youngsters I love when yeah. I roll and don't take a break you know again like maybe we do like half hour uh, of rolls or Saturday and Sunday are open mats at my gym yeah. so it's usually good. we might drill uh today it was just all rolling so I love when I yeah. I roll and the young cuz we do a family jiu jitsu so like the kids there's there's little kids up to you know grown men I'm 47 so I'm probably one of the older guys there and I love when I see the kids just sitting on the wall I'm like and when I see them sitting on the wall, yeah. I'm like, I'm not, I can't take a break. I'm not, them. I'm going to show, I'm going to show them. Uh, but again, you know, controlling the pace is, is, is how I can get through it. And I usually, yeah. I can, a five minute run will kill me, but you know, half hours worth of rolling and I'm fine. It's yeah, just the weirdest really thing. It's really strange, man. Like it, if I don't get my warm up, I need a warm up. If I have a warm up, I'm good. I can yeah. literally roll. I can, I can roll for an hour if I need to, Yeah. which is really strange, you know, but we have a lot of young bucks at our gym too. So we got some, we got some old wrestlers, which those guys always suck to roll with. Yeah. Um, but we got a, a bunch of just killers, a couple guys that lift a lot. And so they're smashing the shit out of you. So it's like, you can't, you can't give them an inch. Cause the next thing you know, they're just going to crush you, you know? Yeah. And so I let these guys just wear themselves out and I'll just cover up and I'll roll around and stuff. And, uh, I'll just wait till they screw up and I'll just catch them real quick. And yeah. I'm just like, and I ain't gonna try against you. Screw that. <laughs> I was uh, I was coaching a woman. Uh, some she's probably close to my age. I'm not gonna try to guess her age. Purple belt. Yeah. Um, she was asking me today. She's new. She's newer in our gym. I think. I don't think she's just coming from the open mats. But again, I've been out for a while, so uh, I, I've been seeing her at at our you know at practice. And she 
asked me today, she's like, hey, you know, how do I counter like guys trying to pass their guard and like kind of smashing her legs? And, she, and I was just like, wrist locks. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sneaky submissions. And then I told her my story. Go. I said, look, I'm 47, had a heart attack a few years ago. And anytime I'm out and I come back, I make sure I kind of like, I brush up on my like wrist lock, wrist lock YouTube videos. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, yeah. and look, the, the best thing you can Google is, or, or search on, on YouTube is sneaky BJJ submissions. And sneaky it's, BJJ, it's, right? yeah, it's just having a few little tricks. Um, and like, you know, with wrist locks, I'm not trying to yank, you know, like it's usually just threatening the wrist lock usually opens up something else for me. So I was telling yeah. her that, but then we went, we got into the, like the lockdown and the electric chair a little bit, which my coach okay. is, is a big fan of. So I was showing her, she was like, look, when they smash you, I'm like, get, get, the, get that, get the lockdown. And that's going to save you at least from, and you know, showed her the kind of some sweeps and stuff that I use again, coaches as, uh, is, is huge with the lockdown. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I was showing her, I, I said, look, the sneaky stuff is how I get by with the young guys. Like you mentioned wrestlers. we got a, f- a few new guys in the gym since I've been away, a couple of wrestlers. And that, yeah. and and I'm not going to wrist lock a white belt, but I'll show them that it's there. Yeah, I do. I'll, say, <laughs> <laughs> I'll show them that it's there. I'll, I'll threaten it or, you know, I'll kind of give them a little, you know, just like, hey, you know, again, let them know it's there. And they usually get a little sidetracked. Are you just, and, are you- Grab it, and I go okay. Tap, <laughs> tap, tap. <laughs> it's frowned upon in my gym to to, to do that to to do it. But uh, let me say, when the coach is in our there, gym, our gym really big on wrist locks. So yeah, it's, really, it's yeah. Pretty well known that if you come in there, there's going to be a wrist lock thrown once or twice. Yeah, okay. Prison that, rules. That was my advice to her. I said, look, okay, we worked on a couple of things. I answered some of her questions, but I said, look, wrist locks. Like when you know you're they're smashing you. The, where are their hands? Where are their hands? What are you grabbing? And it's not necessarily always getting it. It's, it's threatening it. And then they yeah. usually, they have to move and then you can react. Just know that you're well, using it to open up something else. One of the things I tell a lot of my new guys is jujitsu is like magic. They're like, what? <laughs> I was like, I know it sounds stupid, but it's smoke and mirrors. You know, so one of, the, one of my favorite setups is we do a double shrimp. So a salmon guard. I love being on my back. So I'll grab, um, I'll grab opposite um, lapel and then I'll grab the sleeve. And I'll shrimp, and then I'll shrimp to the other side. And what I'll do is I'll be on my side. So the same arm that I have, I'll be on my side, and my knee goes over their shoulder and pins their shoulder down. And then what I do is I'll reach up, and I'll start going for their uh, lapel. And they usually think I'm going for a choke, but really I'm just waiting for them to extend their arm a little bit more, and I just tap them with an arm bar. Yeah. Um, or if they roll their arm back a little bit, you can get an umapalata. And so I'll pull that. So I'm always going for chokes, but I never go for the choke. I'm going for an arm bar. Yeah. Because arm bars are my thing. They, yeah. There, there's an arm bar in my gym that my coach dubbed the Ron bar. And uh, <laughs> it's because I got long You legs, got your move. Right? And, yeah. So like I do the double shrimp and I pull them into me. So a lot of times what they'll do is their arms are available. My leg can reach all the way over their body, hook underneath their arm. Oh, and then I trap hook. my leg over their head underneath their arm. And then what I'll do is I'll roll them and extend them out, or I can just tap them right there. Those so are not those, damn sneaky. Those are not <laughs> blue belt moves. <laughs> You're I, not yeah, a blue belt. <laughs> like I said, I've, I've been training since 2000, 2007. So I just, I just had a bunch of breaks and I switched gyms twice too. So, I mean, I, I get it, but I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not about the belt. belt yeah. I, am, so yeah, I just, I just show up, I roll, I choke the shit out of everybody and I go home. I so. want to be a purple belt <laughs> as long as I can be a purple belt <laughs> so that, you know, that people underestimate you, you know, it's, yeah, uh, and it's, you know, my, all my fights and everything like that, it's, 
I, I told everybody in 2015 before my first fight back, um, I was one and zero at the time, and I was like, I will be the best jujitsu fighter in Minnesota. And so, of course, that's a huge, that's a huge, that's like, a huge statement. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, fuck statement, it. Yeah. I want it. And so my first fight back, I won in a minute, 12 seconds with an arm bar. Um, I hit him with one uppercut and I split his head open from like, he's got like a Harry Potter scar on his head now. <laughs> um, and uh, he came into me and he was, a, he was short. He was like maybe five, eight. And we fought at 170 pounds. So he was, he was thick. Um, but he picked me up. He's so little. He got underneath my arms and he suplexed me. But when he suplexed me, he left his arm out there. And I do this rollover arm bar. Um, it, it's kind of, I don't really know how to explain it. So I kind of roll over their shoulder. And what I do is I rotate their arm. So if you don't roll, I'm going to dislocate your shoulder and then I pop his elbow <laughs> out of socket. Bo, just so you know, cause Bo, Bo, my producer doesn't train. We're trying to get him on the mat. Bo, these are, yeah. not, these are not blue belt moves. <laughs> you're, you're not allowed to learn this. You will not learn these moves at white belt. By the time yeah, I get into this, I'm going straight from white belt to black belt. I'm going to watch this back and I'm going to start Googling some of this. So go, I'm on, I'll be on YouTube right after the show. Well, hey, man, like I, I still have um, I extended my my trip out like another week or two mm-hmm. and I'm I'm going to be in Florida. I don't have a gym to train at yet. Where, where are you guys stationed? Where you guys uh, we are at? in Coral Springs. Uh, my whole crew, all the hosts of the show, anybody that's yeah. been on uh, that's been a co-host. Uh, we all train at Fight Sports in Coral Springs, which you is guys want to see if maybe you guys want to host. Yeah, one of the absolutely. Events? Absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, Junior and I are both We Defy ambassadors. I mean, all we have nice. to do is talk to the coach. We should um, do an episode yeah. in person. Yeah, yeah, we can we can do record. My my coach is pretty awesome. He's been on the show. He's let me film. He, we filmed our GoFundMe in the gym. Nice. Um, look, I mean, he's he's a great guy and he's a businessman. He he likes yeah. the exposure. Um, yeah, oh, we, yeah, I mean, we should yes, we should definitely talk about it and, and see what we can figure out. Again, he's got you know, uh, we've got a lot of military guys in, in our gym that I know that would be there and invite their friends nice. and. Um, you know, we're, yeah, we're, awesome. we're about 10 minutes from American top team, you know, the coconut Creek oh, American nice. top team. That's oh, right I, around I, the corner. I trained, I trained there when I was in uh, Fort Lauderdale Okay, and I got destroyed by one of their fucking killers. They have a purple <laughs> belt there and he just, uh, no, he's a brown belt. Just were they in the, were they in the really big building or were they in like an industrial park at that time? It was it was weird because like there was like a big movie room. Yeah, I think it was the big building. Then it you, was, it's 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 old. Like how many years ago was it that you were here? Uh, this was back in two thousand two thousand eighteen. Okay, yeah. So they were they yeah they then were in the new facility. The they built that. So yeah, like big, right when you walk in, yeah. you go to your left, and that's where the there's a small jujitsu room in there. Yeah, I, I haven't been in there, okay. but I I the build the building I'm saying this is the once they moved to the bigger building, now they started okay. bringing in. It's basically like not only a gym, but from what I understand, there's like a, it's like like dormitory, uh, and oh, then okay. now there's cool. a now cool. there's a, a hotel that supposedly like actually was built because of that. You know, gym, people come, they bring their families, they train nice. it, they train before a fight. And the family, they get to be with their family. They can bring their family along. Gotcha. Uh, but, it, you know, the initial intent, I think, of, of the gym was to bring in uh, fighters and they were could dorm there. You know, they could stay there, live inside of the gym. There was, you know, mm-hmm. kitchens and, and TV rooms and things like you just said. And yeah. um, and that just, you know, now it's just exploded. But my point being is that we're so close to that gym. Like the other day we had a kind of like a Titan FC champ in the other day. He's, I was nice. just like, I didn't, I'm like. Didn't really know till after the fact. I go on my friends, uh, you know, one of my one of my co-hosts, uh, Miguel. It's a friend of his. He told him come in for an open mat. Uh, so, you know, my my larger point here is that with this, we're in the land of 
of jujitsu and MMA, you know, we're yeah, like literally 10 minutes yeah. away. It's like, there's so many gyms around our area. Mm. We are one well, of the bigger we... jujitsu gyms too. So it's, we've got nice. a lot of space and big mats and, you know, Good. if you go yeah. on my so IG, you can see. For, for every gym. So obviously it's free advertising. And then whenever that interview comes up, so it's going to be a lot like, kind of like the UFC always does that. It mm -hmm. says like the name of the gym in the city and everything like that. So mm -hmm. Every gym that we go to is going to get a shout out and it's literally free advertising. So it's not costing them anything. And so what they're getting is a exposure, B more people in there that hopefully haven't trained before that'll sign up. Mm -hmm. um, I had an event down in uh, Colorado Springs. I'm actually going back there again. It's called uh, team chaotic. Who's that? Anthony Santiago. Okay. His, his nickname's like Viper or something like that. Okay. He crushed me too. I mean, it's Minnesota's like, I live at 800 square, 800 feet elevation it's like seven thousand there and so i'm in there trying to roll and i'm just getting destroyed and i can't breathe um but we had two veterans actually sign up because of that seminar so i was like all right that's exactly what i want to do you know so um, i already got a bunch of veterans that are like ready to go so yeah it's, it's gonna be a lot of fun. yeah i mean again yeah. i i know that we'd have people there so you know we'll mention it i'll talk to junior we'll mention it i, I wanted to yeah. ask you a quick question too like i'm gonna sure. go back i want to go back to the wife question but i also want to just mention before i forget when you're doing your fundraising, just something that I discovered, and I'll tell you from talking to the guys at Tap Cancer Out, we had, we interviewed, mm -hmm. uh, uh, we had uh, we had Tap Cancer Out on the show. I forget his name. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, and you know they use a, a platform called Classy. I don't know if you've heard of Classy.org. Classy.org. Classy and, right, and and I mentioned it to to Kevin Linderman at, at We Defy. I didn't hear back from him about it, but I see I, I started using it for us. We got away from the GoFundMe, and basically what it is is it allows you the opportunity to let other people raise money for you. Um, he oh, nice. said he said something in that interview where he was just like, I don't raise money anymore, right? You raise money for them, and then you get to compete in the Tap Cancer Out events. Well, mm -hmm. we're taking that and doing that now, and uh, you know we'll we'll probably talk about it at the end. Uh, you know when for when we sure. let you go, we always you know mention, hey, go on and donate here. So besides being able to donate to our Jujitsu Dummies Foundation on IG and Facebook, uh, you know we've added the donation buttons there. Again, I don't know if you have mm -hmm. that there, right? You can get approved yep. to, to to donate through Facebook, and and then they'll give you the the button. You can actually uh, you know enable yep. it. So yeah, that's actually fun. Yeah. Facebook's one of our best fundraisers. Yeah, yeah. So number well number one. So if you do that. Anybody that's posting, like you got to tell people, and, and I haven't seen postings on, on Facebook specifically about you guys. I've been following mm -hmm. you on the on IG, but we got to make sure that anybody that's posting for you, they can every post can have its own fundraiser, right? You can also set yep. up a page. TJ did a, a really great fundraiser for his birthday, and then it just yep. went kind of viral. They run, they ran, uh, raised all this money. But Classy allows other people to set up a fundraiser. And you nice. just, you know, it's kind of like of the viral nature of the internet. They can, you know, raise money from people that probably might not have ever known who you were, you know, somebody's oh, nice. mom and dad. So, you know, again, that's what Tap Cancer Out does. They raise money, their their competitors raise money, and if they hit a certain point, they compete for free. So nice. we actually, like that. We, and that all came together because our second winner, Gemma Fiorenza, a uh, young lady that she won our second scholarship. She was, we announced her scholarship when we had the guys on from Tap Cancer out. So nice. Um, it just kind of came together. It's like, why aren't we using this? We're using GoFundMe. It got us to a point. But Classy, again, allows other people to raise money for you. 
not really, I, I wouldn't say in the same way that somebody can, you know, post something and then raise money on Facebook, which is great. But this really allows people to sign up, raise for like, it's like everybody can have their own GoFundMe. So I definitely yeah. suggest for you to check it out. Uh, I was going to tell the guys, uh, I was going to reach out to TJ this weekend and tell him, hey, I mentioned it to Kevin after we interviewed them on the last uh, couple of shows, a couple episodes ago. And they're doing all this posting with the squat challenges, but yeah. they're not, yeah. there's nobody is adding the fundraiser. So they've got to add them on Facebook, the fundraiser on Facebook, or every one of those people could be setting up their own We Defy Classy page. Yeah. So I'm it takes a fundraising a to it. You know, okay. Go that, ahead. That's a great idea because I'm doing a challenge starting October 20th. And yeah. I'll, I'll tell you guys now, I haven't really put this out there yet, but it's going to be called Call 22. Okay. I, I, I have... I don't want anybody to think that I'm think I'm talking negatively about anything doing push-ups and doing squats. It, it's cool. It raises, it raises awareness and everything like that. But what I'm doing, it's going to be called call 22 and I'm going to push all veteran nonprofits and everybody to get on this, you know, call 22 every single day, you know, 22 veterans or so kill themselves. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to call a veteran on October 20th, me and that veteran, on October 21st are going to call a veteran. Those four veterans will call a veteran. Those four veterans, mm -hmm. look, you know, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And if you actually do the math, it'll turn into over 4 million people are going to get a phone call wow. based off of one phone call. And so there's uh, somewhere around like, I think it was like 650 to a million veterans in the United States. There's got to be more. I don't know the exact number, to be honest. I don't want to just be saying false numbers. Um, so like one fold call will literally waterfall into yeah. over 4 million. That's great. So, I mean, the, the goal is to reach out, mm -hmm. but I don't want it to be just for veterans. You know, it's going to be called call 22. It's based off veterans, but if you're not a veteran call, call a buddy of yours, who you haven't talked to in a long time, or if you see somebody posting some weird stuff on Facebook, call them, not text them, call them because words, words that you actually hear from somebody's mouth rather than from a device are completely different. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I want everybody to get in on this, but obviously all, you know, any money raised is going to go to Warriors Next Venture. But I, I love that idea of using um, using that website. That's it, actually a really good idea. You, it's honestly like 48, I think it's $48 a month for the platform, which is completely yeah. doable. You can run four different campaign sites. This is like a commercial for Classy. But there's, <laughs> there's four different donate. Uh, you can set up four different types of campaigns. So I've set up the mm -hmm. one where competitors can raise money for us and we'll pay for their competition fee. I don't care where it is. We'll, we'll mm -hmm. pay their uh, up to a hundred bucks. And then we also give them a gee or, you know, depending on their money raised, like you give them a perk essentially. Right. Yep. Uh, that, you know, again, listen, like it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's the tap cancer out model. If you go and you do like there, uh, we signed up for the tap cancers out there grappling day. Uh, I think it's December mm -hmm. 12th, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so you, you roll for one hour, get a training partner and roll for one hour, yep. videotape it. You can send it to them. It can be any time of the day, just around the world. People can, you know, can, yep can uh, grapple and uh, and but we set up a fundraising page for that so we're going to do it but then people can donate to our page so that's you know awesome. that that's like the concept that. so you know it kind of takes it takes it off it takes it off of facebook essentially but you, but anytime that you post about anything if you put the donate on, on specifically on Facebook, if you also add in, you know, every post allows you to add in like a smiley face and how are you feeling? Well, it also allows you to add a nonprofit. So you, oh, and, yeah. and right, you yeah. should be adding those. And sometimes like nobody will donate anything, but somebody might donate five yeah. bucks every single, yeah, now, yeah. it might get a I little use, bit too much for some people, but if you, if it's I something, do one a day. if it's something like when, what you're talking about, 
like you post about the documentary. Well, add mm-hmm. the donation button. That's the Facebook donation button. But again, yep. how is it scalable? How do you really kick that up? You know, utilizing something like Classy, where somebody that just knows somebody, like the ma, somebody that would never go on an adventure with you, but maybe yep. they know somebody who died or committed suicide or a veteran that's having problems. And they go, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to set up this. And they can, they don't have to know you. They don't have to communicate with you. They don't have yep. to watch this podcast, but they've heard about you. They could set up that page. And now you've got all of these people raising money. That's, t- you know, I, I'm not letting the cat well, out of the bag here, but that's tap cancers out business model. That's how they're yeah. getting other people to raise money for them, which is great. It's wonderful. They've donated a million dollars yeah. and, and I've got one open for that. I've got my grappling day, uh, you know, a uh, uh, fundraiser up. And if anybody out there wants to donate to it, it's, it's in the podcast is, description. So yeah, I mean, it's just like, this is we, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, it, in, uh, july we're climbing mount whitney it's actually the highest mountain in the lower 48 states it's like it's fourteen thousand five hundred feet and so we're actually going to do a lottery so i'm going to have everybody start a fundraiser and i was i was debating on using facebook or gofundme but it sounds like classy would actually be easier for 48 dollars a month it is well worth it i mean they take you know they take a little piece but it's nominal in the overall the overall scheme of things you know well the cool thing about this so what what i'm going to do is every veteran who's interested in climbing the mountain with us i'm going to take 10 veterans with me so every veteran who has an interest in climbing this mountain, what they need to do is is set up a fundraiser. It sounds like Classy would be good for that. It's the, and then the they have to say why why they want to go on the trip, uh, what they think it'll do for them. And then the first eight people to raise $1,000 are going to get an all-expenses-paid flight you know, or trip to come out and climb the mountain with there us. There you go. And then the ninth and the tenth person, we're going to pick out of a lottery. So if you raise $200 – that's one entry into the into the lottery. So every two hundred dollar increment is going to be one entry. So you raise a thousand dollars, but you're the ninth person, then you get five entries. So then what we're going to do is we're going to pick out of the entries, and then uh, two people, even if they only raise like two hundred bucks, they still have a chance to go on an all expenses paid trip. Plus you get all the people who you know who do raise money, but unfortunately don't get you know the pick. And then I'll you know. I'll, I'll probably do something along the lines of if you raise a hundred dollars, you get a, you get a t-shirt and a hat yeah. or something like that. Yeah. You give like them a hats, that, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, That's so like the, these hats made by, you know, um, Southpaw laser techniques. Like, these guys are amazing. This um, reminds me of know, like the, the way that you can do things now. I don't know if you remember the one mm-hmm. that sticks out to me was jump rope for heart. I don't know if you ever uh, back when I was in like sixth yeah. grade, seventh grade. Like kids. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You, you're going to jump rope, but you get people to donate based on how much you want. You finally do. You know, you're mm-hmm. gonna if I go this many minutes, hours, whatever it is, or uh, people will yep. do something where I'm going to run this many miles. You're going to pay me ten dollars for every mile. Well, this is kind of that, but they're just you know, it's not uh, it's not based on any type of performance. You know, it's not like um, you know I've got to hit a certain mark. It's just like look, yep. I'm going to be doing this. Help me donate, and every every time you put out, uh, you know, again, you can do up to four at that that level, that forty eight dollar level, mm. just for the platform, which it's an amazing platform. Um, it will allow somebody to become a fundraiser, which is you know great. But then there's also a, a, a button right there, so somebody can just donate right there. So yeah, I don't awesome. want to become a fundraiser, but I want to support you. So you click on the donate button, and you can set up a recurring donation. Hey, give me five dollars a month. Uh, for you know forever or forever how long yeah. until you stop and or you know they can just do a one-time donation so yeah definitely look into it i think it'll, it'll be helpful I, I have a feeling it's gonna really kick up your your efforts yeah you know, it will i, I found will it you know good. um did you go through that transition with gofundme right they were changing their mm-hmm. they were changing their uh uh their credit card company whatever uh how yep. you know the 
merchant account. And, uh, yeah. and like, so I let mine end and now I just have, we just started doing it. We, so now we just use classy, but you know, it's okay. all branded with our stuff and you know, I, I, I check it out. I, I think it'll work. Let me know if you have yeah, any I, questions about I, it. I, I can tell sure. you what I've, how, how far I've gotten so far, you know, so, <laughs> um, so that's good. So I, listen, I want to go back to the, the question because this is actually, again, me and Bo, we're talking about this. We're talking about our wives <laughs> before, before the podcast. Um, you said that your, your girl, I'm sorry, your girlfriend though, your girlfriend yep. is, uh, she's a competitive weightlifter. Uh, yeah, she, she's, she's done a show, um, a, a fitness show. And then, uh, she was preparing for another one in June and July, but they ended up, uh, COVID canceled everything. So, so uh, what kind of together the, the, the grander question here is, and, and I love to get this feedback cause it'll help me hopefully in my own relationship is <laughs> how supportive is she of what you do? It's you got so much going on, you know, I know that it's not easy when you're not getting that support. Um, you know, my, look, my wife does not do jujitsu. She will never do jujitsu. <laughs> I, I, I bought her, I got her a gi. Somebody gave me a gi and I, and I got it in her size. They were like, I said, let me get yeah. a gi for my wife. She put it on. We took a picture. She never, we never did anything. Oh, no. Uh, so, so, so first of all, <laughs> does your, does your girlfriend, should, does she do jujitsu at all? Do you try to train with her? Does she, does she get on the mat at all? She's come to the gym, I think twice. And, uh, she's expressed interest in coming back. Yeah. Um, she, like I said, I told her, I was like, dude, if you start training jujitsu, you're going to be a monster Yeah. because you know, she's already strong as shit. Um, so just, I'm like, you, you have the body style and everything like that. And you would just, you would crush the competition and, uh, she picks up pretty quickly, but you know, we, we do jujitsu elsewhere as well. So, I mean, it, it always kind of turns into that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole nother show. So like, do you get, is she fully supportive of, of, I mean, you're doing, there's a lot that you're doing here. Does she go on these adventures yeah. with you? Does she come with you? Is it just something that you do on your own? Yeah. So she, she's an addiction counselor and okay. uh, she oh. actually started a company called rebels and renegades. And so what she's trying to do is she's, she's got all kinds of different things that she's doing with that, with like nutritional stuff, but also helping people with addiction. Um, so we had actually talked and she had, she was here the other day. Wednesday, we had a veteran move here from Kentucky and, uh, we actually, he didn't have a car. And so I reached out and I had somebody actually donate a car towards next adventure. I saw we that on like, your IG. I think I just saw that today. Yeah, I was, was I was stalking cool, right? you just to get some info, you know, do some background. Uh, that's all right. <laughs> um, so she, she came, uh, the night of the barbecue and we still had to clean out the car. And so she, she straightened out the garage a little bit and then helped us clean the car. Um, she helped with the barbecue. She, she's extremely, extremely supportive of yeah. everything that I do, you know, and, um, probably the only complaint is we just, we need more time together, you know, cause there's not enough hours. And, there, week, and therein lies busy. the kind of the, the subtext <laughs> of my question is, you know, is, is balance is trying to find that balance that work, you know, cause yeah. look, this is my, this is my side gig. Like you, have yeah, your side yeah. gig. this is, this is my, my side gig. Um, the foundation is my side she... gig. The podcast store is my side gig. There's a full, <laughs> I have a nine to five in the, in, you know, in the marketing yeah. world. You got a full time you know. side gig. Yeah. <laughs> I got a full time. <laughs> side, you know, so it's, it's hard. And, you know, we just went through, uh, we lost our dog this week. We closed on our oh, house the same sorry, day. Man. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we're, we we're in purchase of pre-construction. Like it's been the mortgage, the, 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 the showing the house during COVID it's been yeah. the toughest, I mean, COVID was bad enough and, you know, knock on wood, I haven't lost anybody close to me, but on top of COVID, we were doing all of these things and it's been like, yeah. there's, you know, it's just a lot of pressure on the, the relationship. On Then For I wasn't sure, training. Sure. Then I wasn't training. Blew out my knee. I would have been, yeah. I would have been finding training. Uh, uh, 
tore my well uh sprained my acl and mcl so i've been out till just about two weeks ago and and and, you know look it's it's been tough it's been tougher than it would have been if you know if i was still training getting that uh that stress release but uh, you know so much happened at one time so you know we've had a couple of talks about like making that time yeah that stress release you're talking about is is exactly what i'm pushing on veterans is because you know, a lot of a lot of vets get out of the military and they get fat, they get lazy, they mm. it's just they give up. It's like, dude, what are you doing? And so I at one point was like 215 pounds, but no muscle and all fat. It was yeah. gross. And then uh, <laughs> I ended up, <laughs> I ended up started training jujitsu, and I actually used jujitsu as like a weight loss thing. And I actually quit drinking for a little while because I wanted to be better at jujitsu. Um, and it it just that that feeling you get, it's like euphoria when you get, when you leave the mats. Right. So one of the things that me and my coach talk about often, it's like, when you get to the gym, you can be pissed off. You can be angry. You can be irritated and all that shit. You can't think about that stuff when you got a gorilla on your back trying to choke you out. So all of your problems leave the mat. And so it's just you and your training partners and jujitsu. And then when you get off the mat, it's like, those problems really aren't that big of a deal. And it kind of makes everything just kind of puts it into perspective. So, yeah, exactly. And yeah. like I started calling I started calling my girlfriend when I would leave jujitsu. And you know, she's even she's mentioned I'm super happy after jujitsu, even though I just got murdered on the mats. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's just such a good feeling. I feel accomplished. So yeah. my mindset when you know when I'm talking to veterans who need a little help with like physical fitness or something like that, because I help veterans lose weight as well. Um I don't, I don't, I'm not qualified to give dieting advice. However, I just share my experience. Mm-hmm. So like I was on the carnivore diet for a while, which was awesome. Cause he was in like steak and eggs. Um, and then like my heart, my heart doesn't I like do. steak and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it ain't bad if you don't yeah. mix carbs in with it, you know, okay. so it's actually not bad. Uh, but no, so like I, I tell these guys all the time. It's like when, when my mind is not doing well, I beat the crap out of myself at the gym, whether it's lifting weights or training jujitsu, because when you're, when you're physically healing, you got to think about like this, your brain is a muscle. So when you're physically healing, you're, you're mentally healing as well because your, your body is quite literally healing itself. And so you can stop and think, you know, physical health is going to equal mental health. So if you're out of shape or you're, you know, you don't, do any kind of physical fitness, you need to think about it because it will affect your mental health. I think I've told my wife, and I probably have to remind her, we're going to go to dinner after the podcast. I'm going to take her and my daughter out just to, as a little bit of a, like, we, we're there. We've went through so much even just in the last week that we just need a little kind of family time. But That's I think good. I have Self-care to remind her. I, have to, I think I have to remind her. I'm almost positive I've told her before. If you want to, if you have a, 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 if you're mad at me, if you need something, want something, get me when I come home from jujitsu and I'm probably going to be the easiest to convince the most apologetic. I, it's almost, I'm going to relate it to like that two minutes after sex (laughs) where it's just like every, your guard is down. You for, you know, you're, Everything is, you know, you're just smiling and you're happy. That's the time that you should be asking me for something. Not after, a full day of work. I haven't trained, you know, yep. the, all the crazy things that are happening. And then we've got to have a serious conversation about something. My wife is awesome. She, and everything. It's like, my wow. wife is incredible. Let me just say that she is awesome. <laughs> I, you know, we shoot in the house. We're moving. Yep. Like she's like, take over the garage, a two car garage that we're going to take over to put the studio and nice. mats and the whole thing. So super supportive. Hates jujitsu. 
hates when well, I take too oh. much time for jujitsu, but she's like, go do it. I know that you need it to go do it. She's not, she's never going to try to stop me from doing it. But again, that's, if I could great. give any advice is that, that if you need something, get me right after jujitsu It's probably, yeah. I'm probably going to say that's yes. That's great too. The fact that she, she acknowledges the fact that, you know, you need jujitsu, right? And mm. so my, my girlfriend is very good at understanding, like, I need a lot of this stuff. It's not just fun time. It's, it's literally heart and soul you know this nonprofit is my heart and soul but i always dedicate minimum of one day just for me and her so like um my schedule just changed so today is actually you know saturday is kind of turned into our day after i get off work at 2 30 so um milton had to go fuck uh, it up for me with the scheduling the podcast on a saturday me. <laughs> <laughs> no no she's she's cool about it so we one of the things that we've done is we actually we actually have a podcast together as well. It's called Rebel Rebel Perspective Podcast because I'm kind of this rebel veteran in the mental health world because mm-hmm. I don't have any certifications. However, I guarantee you I'm, I'm not gonna, a doctor, but know, I play I, one on I, TV. I can, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I can give you a different perspective yeah. in life. And yeah. that's that's something that I've created. It's it's nothing that can be replicated. There's other ways, but my way is just different because a lot of it has to do with the mindset of Buddhism is a lot of it, you know, and I'm not, I I don't try to tell people to be Buddhist or anything like that. That's not what I'm trying to do ever. And like I said, I'm not even one, but I just, I like the theories. And so I took the theories of Buddhism and I transferred them into how it can help veterans. You know, how is this going to be useful to us? And a lot of it has to do with ownership, acceptance of your past, and realizing that, you know, life, life is suffering and a lot of items are what cause suffering. So a lot of us, especially materialistic people, you know, you got to stop and think like all of these connections just cause more suffering because you have more things to worry about. When you make everything smaller, it's, it's so much easier to deal with, but a lot of it has to do with anxiety as well. So you start thinking about all these things and there's so many things going on in your brain, right? And so if you, have you ever meditated before? Yes. Yes. Uh, funny enough, uh, I, I did P90X videos for a little while uh, and uh, they were, they had the kind of the yoga, uh, they called it yoga belly, I think. At the end of that, oh, like yeah. uh, ab video, they did yoga and ohms and so, and it got me into kind of discovering that side of, yeah. of meditating, but I haven't done it recently, but nice. so I'm a fan. I, I started, I started teaching veterans how to do mindfulness meditation. Mm-hmm. And so really what that makes you understand is to be ultra aware not just to your thoughts right um but of your surroundings what's going on everything everywhere around you um and it's not it's not just to make you like super worried and nervous about everything going on that's not the point the point is to understand that there are so many moving parts in this universe and you got to understand you are such an insignificant part of that puzzle but it doesn't mean that you have to feel insignificant. You can still be great in a world where, you know, when you really stop and think about it, there are 7 billion people in the world. You know, you can stick out, but you have to take charge of that. And you have to understand how am I going to stick out? What value do I bring this world? You know, it's because one of the biggest issues with a lot of people is whenever they start to feel depressed, it's because they either a, they, they feel like they have zero value in this world and they don't provide value for anybody. They don't have any skills. They don't have anything that they could think of or they don't have any hobbies. They don't have a positive outlet. And so the main thing is finding out what, what's your positive outlet? What makes you happy? You know, helping veterans in any way 
makes me happy. That that's the only thing in this world right now that I can think of that that just it truly makes me happy. There's other you know, things too. Hold, but... Wait, hold hold on one second, Bo. Can you give me the sure. plug for my Mac? It's gonna go. It's gonna go off. Why? If, if I move out of here, it's gonna. I'm gonna knock everything over. <laughs> can you just give me the plug? My Mac <laughs> is gonna. It unplugged. I'm sorry, brother. One second. No, you're good. Well, uh, I don't know if we'll cut this out, but <laughs> it's right there. Sorry about that. The little no, you're uh, good, man. Don't worry about it. Power. There we go. Give a little juice. I'm sorry. Bo, Bo has a question for you, Nick. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Well, he's got to get his headset back on. <laughs> like, I didn't want to get up to knock everything over, but Bo's knocking everything over in the studio now. So. <laughs> everything just fell down. Um, he might be interested to check out uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Check out a video called uh, How to Stop Being Yourself. <laughs> Or I st- preach Joe Dispenza stop, left and right. Thank you. That could be because I love him. The mind-body connection. Nobody really explains it as good as he does. You know, that's he, funny. Bo's been in my ear about that a little bit. About like Bo's in really good shape. He's you know like he, he 53 and he you know he's yeah slender and thin. And, haven't and, you worked know, out. Haven't worked mu- out in 25 years. Like I'm, looks muscular, I'm so and I'm like, happy. what are you doing? And he's talk, he's always telling me it's it's mind over yeah. mind over matter. Basically, yeah. that's the way I understand it. Well, what Joe Dispenza always says is, you know, where where you put your where you put your thoughts is going to get your focus, right? So you're focusing on all the negative things all the time. You are going to be a negative person, but if you focus on the positive outcomes of every situation, you know, I'm not saying don't ever think about the negative impact, but mm. when you make the focus the positive, you know, what's the, what's the positive that came out of this? It changes everything. And I'm so happy you brought up Joe Dispenza because epigenetics is literally how I've been helping veterans. I just don't really tell them that because it sounds like woo woo, you know? So like when you actually start to understand is, you know, environment is everything. If, if you have a shit environment here, everything else is going to suck. Well, it, so, it's, it's the, uh, it's the mind or the way he puts it is thought, uh, and emotion. When you just have yes. a thought, it does nothing. But as soon as you apply an emotion to it, it yep. now has an effect and it cascades well, through your body. So Exactly. And then on top of that, Tony Robbins always says that, you know, you're, you're having a reaction to this because you're giving it meaning, you know, you choose what you give meaning to. And I say all the time, one of my most said phrases is you can't always control what happens to you in life, but you can always control your reaction. And it's all about Mm. the power of thought, you know, and I initially, I started listening to Bruce Lipton. He was the first, first person I started listening to about uh, epigenetics. He's kind of like the father of epigenetics. Um, he doesn't have a lot of content out there, but Joe Dispenza, he took it just another step further. And there's, um, um, what's the name of that series again? You're not on Mike. Uh, you mean how to stop being yourself? No, it's no, 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 no. It's, uh, he's got another one. Uh, this is going to piss me off. See, this is the brain damage thing coming in. Um, <laughs> you talking about the spontaneous healing? Um, that there's a series that was put out on his website and it's, it's driving me nuts. Cause I can't remember what's, what it, but it's, it's mainly talking about epigenetics. It's digging into epigenetics and, uh, mind over matter and how, mm-hmm. you know, thought is literally the most powerful thing in the world and talking about manifesting. Well, thought, if you, thoughts if you become things. Thoughts become things. Exactly. That's, right. And see, here's the, here's this, the this sounds secret esque, the secret, right? Secret S. Oh, totally is. Cons- yes. yeah. Yeah. That is the secret. Positive it's thinking. and Thoughts you know, become things. When you uh-huh. understand that, that is the, the secret. The thing, 
the thing that a lot of people leave out though is is you have to fucking grind, and that's where Gary Vaynerchuk comes in. <laughs> you know, Gary Gary Vaynerchuk, he's he's an entrepreneur, and so I, I have these two voices yelling at me: one that's like super energetic and swears a lot, and another one that's like super calm, quiet, and educational. So it's like I I I listen to motivation constantly. So Tony Robbins is probably the one person in the world I'd love to meet. You know, either him or Joe Spencer. Um, but it's just, you know, it, it's all about what, what meaning, what, what do you assign meaning to, you know, for a lot of people, they turn it into jujitsu. Jujitsu gets their, their focus. Jujitsu gets their meaning. Their meaning for jujitsu is this is my healing path. And it's totally possible for anybody to go down that path. You know, it's, Mm. you just have to find the positive outlet that's going to help you actually get your shit together. Nick, I'm not going to lie. This has been one of my favorite podcasts ever. Just, uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. I'm not even making a joke. It's, uh, you know, so I, I needed, I, I need after the week that I've had, I needed to hear some of this stuff. Number one, I yeah. needed to hear it. Number one, that I might not have as, as bad as a lot of people out there that I'm on the right path, helping people and talking about this stuff. So, and yeah. you know, again, just a fucking, what a tough week. And, well, um, it, this is, uh, is, this has been helpful just to kind of like hear other, like, listen, my, my shit's good. not so bad. I, you know, and, uh, and talking about it definitely helps, you know? Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and I hope this helps somebody is, else too. I, I guarantee it will. Um, you know, and what I tell a lot of veterans too, or just anybody don't, don't compare your story. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, I, I get what you're saying with like, yeah, my story's not that, or my, my problems aren't that bad. You know, it could be true at the same time. Everybody processes trauma differently. A dog dying I don't care what anybody says is fucking trauma. That sucks. Yeah. That's a friend. You know, it's yeah, not it's first time you know, you're I've talking lost. to the guy that exactly. You're it's talking like to the guy that literally plays with wolves, you know, it's, yeah. I, we become so connected with our animals, you know? And so yeah. when you have a loss like that, it's going to hurt. Yeah. And so the one tip of the one word of advice that I would tell you is make sure you actually take the time to grieve because there's a lot of people that want to just skip and move on. So if you don't yeah. take that time to stop and grieve about something, if it's a dog dying you know, a friend committing suicide. If you don't actually process that trauma, it will come back and bite you in the ass, usually in the form of relationships. Yeah. It's going to screw up your relationships. Okay. So, uh, you I'm going to take that advice. Yeah. I'm going to take that advice. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that I buy, uh, I'm going to buy everybody dessert tonight at dinner <laughs> and, <laughs> and maybe give them a little apology about being so fucking, uh, so tough this last week. Do I get a mudslide? Yeah. That's not a sexual position. So. <laughs> I got one last question for you, Nick, and then we're going to wrap sure. things up. Okay, this is, uh, I don't know, uh, if you, you might have heard me ask TJ this question. Okay, this I, I consider this one of the most important questions in jiu-jitsu period. I mean, you know, not to, uh, not to, <laughs> o- not to overstate it. <laughs> <laughs> do you or do you not wash your gi belt? Do you or do you not oh, wash your belt? I thought you were going to ask if I Drum pull guard. <laughs> <laughs> i i used to not ever wash my belt however i started to think about all of the germs and sweat and bullshit that gets all over that that belt and it's like (laughs) i I wash it once a month the shittiest part of that answer is this is that all of my belt washers are only on the episodes where my non-belt washing co-host they're not here so i don't get to rub it in their faces (laughs) 
But I yeah, think it, it we've sucks. got Maybe another that's one. That's why I'm a blue belt. You hear that, junior? Hashtag, you hear that junior? Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag team wash your belt. All right, Nick. Look, we're uh, we're running a little short on time here, but we got to sure. we're going to do some housekeeping. But we're going to let you go, man. Listen, I really appreciate you. Um, this Thank has been you. awesome. Again, this has really been one of kind of my my favorite podcasts. Just kind of I, I needed to hear some of this stuff today, and and I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, let's definitely you. get back together when uh, either you're in Florida when you're doing the the the, the documentary, or let's uh, let's uh, do this again in a couple of months. See where you guys are at. Give us an update, and uh, and check out that classy man. For sure, reach out to your coach and see if he'd be interested in yeah. uh, hosting an episode or hosting a, a seminar. And it's not me teaching; it would just be your instructor. I teaching, can't see him. I can't see him saying no. To be honest, so uh, I'm okay. definitely going to do that. Cool. The only stipulation I have is I, I'll have somebody there and I'll have a merch table because that's how I'm funding a lot yeah. of the shit. And then I, I want a WeDefy ambassador selling merch as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, so you got a couple whatever, of them. Yeah. Whatever WeDefy sells in merchandise, they obviously keep. Whatever I sell, I keep. Um, but then anything on the GoFundMe is, you know, like I said, 10% of the GoFundMe uh, profits are going to go towards WeDefy. So, awesome. Uh, junior, awesome, juniors are my rep. way we, of supporting we, yeah. them as well. Yeah. We could, yeah. uh, juniors are rep. We could yeah. put them in a skirt and have him sell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to bounce. I appreciate you, Nick. Again, let's do this again. Uh, and, um, you know, good luck with everything, man. Uh, yeah, I wanna, thanks, I'm guys. looking forward to seeing this documentary, man. Yeah. Check out www.warriorsnextadventure.com. Uh, you know, there's a Patreon on there, there's a donate button. Then you can also donate on Facebook. Um, we are pretty much every single, um, every single social media as Warriors Next Adventure, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, okay. uh, LinkedIn, stuff like that. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome, man. All right, brother, you take care. We'll talk to you soon. I'll message you, uh, with, uh, some details about when we're going to launch. Okay. Sounds good, man. I'll send All you right. that link for the GoFundMe too. Yes, you. please, please. We, we probably, uh, it's Saturday. We'll come out on, uh, usually Tuesday, the, you know, sure. this coming Sounds Tuesday. Good, man. All right, man. Okay. All right. Take care. All Thank right, you, we'll man. Talk soon. All right, Bo, how much time do I have for my housekeeping? I'm uh, running short. Roughly three minutes. Okay, let's do this real quick. Thank you to the crew over at uh, DD214 Fightwear my, uh, for my shirt today. We'll talk a little bit about more what that means when, uh, when Junior and, um, and, and Miguel are here. Did, uh, okay. Um, big thank you, as always, to Fightback CBD. Use code JJD for 15% off your Fightback or, or your order at fightbackcbd.com. Uh, Warbar Soap. Get 25% off your order of any of their hygiene products at warbarsoap.com. All right. Uh, we're doing some giveaways. Uh, check out RIG Jiu-Jitsu Dummies. We're doing Fightback giveaway. We're giving away four bottles this month, two prizes of two bottles. And then we're also doing a $100 giveaway with Flow and Roll. So go check all that out. You can get 15% off of your order at jujitsudummies.shop with code JJD. That's our podcast store. Free shipping on orders over 50 bucks. Um, anybody out there want to be on the show, want to work with us, want to sponsor, send me an email at info at jujitsudummies.com or just send us a direct message to one of our, our social media platforms. Do I got time to do the uh, podcast patrons today? Yeah. I do. Um, shout out to Robert Walker, Frank Howes, Liam Berg, Wolsey Rivera, Boa Athletics, Michael Pixley, Michael Pixley Jr., Jason Smiley, Britt Tovar, James Fisher, CJ Carroll, Mission 22, Chuck Reddor, and Roberto Santiago. Don't forget to support us on Amazon Smile. Uh, you can uh, change your settings so that the, they donate a little bit to the foundation. Uh, you can get me at Uncle Milty BJJ on Instagram. 
We're good. Did I did I make it, Bo? Yeah. At the wire. All right. Listen, I appreciate everyone. Thank you to Bo. He's uh, always uh, you know always on point with uh, with the setup here. You're welcome. We'll be moving into a new studio in a couple of weeks before we move into our house. So take care, everyone. Thank you for watching. Oh, <laughs> Didn't, 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 didn't. <laughs> <laughs>